All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another one-on-one serious episode here for Beyond the Blade. I am your, again, solo co-host, Chad Didimenesis. Bill and I will be back together probably the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, we have a preseason game uh, tonight and then off day and then two more preseason games. So we'll try to squeeze one in here. And then next week is the regular season. So we're kind of trucking towards a regular season here. But uh, I went and found a guest uh, who is who I've classified as the new queen of SB Nation with her new job. Um, she also covers the Flyers for Broad Street Hockey for SB Nation. Uh, and she also has, from talking to her in the beginning here, we have a story about Chai Geico that we need to talk about at the end of the podcast here. So stay tuned for that part at the end. But Steph Driver is my guest today. Steph, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you giving me the time. Well, actually, I prefer Queen of the Overworld, um, which is actually, it's really dumb now that I say it out loud. But thank you for having me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem at all. What's the, uh, can I, before we kind of get into the, I guess the hockey talk here. Can I kind of ask what that queen of the overworld thing is about? Is there something behind that? As opposed to queen of the underworld, which I guess is like hell where gritty comes from. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get into gritty here. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the people over at broad street hockey, they call me the, um, the grand overlord. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. I'll take queen though. Queen of hockey. Okay, that's cool. I mean, I like to call myself a Beyond the Blade, or I'm sorry, Die by the Blade. Uh, I call myself the Grandmaster, but I don't think that's caught on yet with anybody else there. But I, I keep trying <laughs> to push that. All right, so how we usually do this, these one-on-one things, is obviously we're going to talk about hockey. Um, we're going to talk about the Flyers. We're going to talk about the Sabres at the end a little bit, because you definitely got to tell me what the deal is with you and Jack Eichel, because I'm very intrigued by that. Uh, <laughs> but kind of how we started in the beginning is more of a kind of get to know you, kind of what got you into hockey and kind of got you to where you are now. So my first question here for you is what really, I guess, is there something in particular that got you into hockey? There's always like some, I guess, some people have some kind of backstory, like it's a parent, a friend, it's a player, it's a game, uh, something in particular that kind of got you into hockey itself. I don't really have a great getting into hockey story. Uh, I didn't grow up in a sports family. You know, I, both of my parents were immigrants. Nobody really watched American sports or foreign sports nobody watched sports at all (laughs) Uh, my brother played some hockey growing up he played roller hockey uh so i would go to his games and that was fun um he got into the devils actually as we were growing up um but i never went to any games i just i hated the devils with a passion because my dad would take my brother and his uh fiance's kids to devil's games and never me So I just decided that that resentment was going to go towards the team. All right. Fair enough. You know, just (laughs) (laughs) screw the devils. Right. Exactly. Um, No problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to, I went to college in Philadelphia and it just, I, I was already a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So it just made sense to start following the rest of the Philly sports and just fell in love with the Flyers. It's not really a great story. It just it just happened. Uh, one day I realized it was the off season. I realized that I missed the sound of skates on ice coming from my TV. And I was like, mm. well, I guess I'm a hockey fan now. 
So is there a particular player? Like for me, you know, it's weird because I, you know, I grew up in, you know, my whole life I've been in Buffalo here and obviously followed the Sabres, a fan of the Sabres. Uh, and the guy who kind of got me into hockey, it is weird, is the Vancouver Canucks player of all teams. And that's Pavel Bure. Mm. So is, is there like a, a player who kind of, maybe it's a Flyers player that got you into Flyers, but is there like a specific player you found yourself following once you kind of got into hockey? Yeah. And I think you're going to like the name, uh, Danny Briere. Nice. There you go. He was, you know, he, we had had him Mr. Playoffs. Right, we, right. I think we had just gotten him when I started watching. Um, and I just, I loved his style. I loved how he played. I loved how he was on the smaller side and played with some tenacity. Uh, it, it was something that I really enjoyed. And I, I liked watching Danny Briere play. He was one that I, I definitely kept my eye on as I was, as I was learning and getting deeper into hockey. So that's, you know, <laughs> this is a Sabres podcast, and I, I know you're going to talk about Jack Eichel's hair later or whatever you don't <laughs> like about him, and then now you're bringing up Danny Briere when you broke this. We were still bitter about July 1st, 2007 here, okay? It's Briere and Drury. So I'm just, I'm just warning you, so there might be some backlash here, but we'll, 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 keep, <laughs> pushing, we'll keep pushing through here. I mean, <laughs> Briere was a, he was a good player. He went and played to Philly. He had a good few years, and, you know, and, we were all upset. I mean, I think the one that we're mainly more upset about was Drury than Breer. We kind of all knew Breer was going, but Drury kind of – Drury did us dirty. We'll, we'll just put it that way. Okay. So you get into the Flyers. Yeah. You realize you miss hockey. How did you end up at Broad Street Hockey? Well, there was this one day, and it was in June. Are you going to break into song here? I probably should should because it is, it is a day that will um, live in infamy among Flyers fans. Okay. uh, And it should, it was June 23rd, 2011. Okay. That was, that was D day when both Mike Richards and Jeff Carter were traded. Ah, yes, that's right. And I'm sitting at work. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I'm basically just scouring the internet, trying to find out why this happened, what this means. I'm still pretty new to hockey, but I know that this is a big freaking deal. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not getting what I need from the, the typical sources. So philly.com, the Inquirer. I just wasn't. I was finding news about it, but it wasn't what I was looking for. It wasn't the emotional charge, the world is on fire response. Right. So I Googled Philadelphia Flyers blogs. And the first thing that comes up was Broad Street Hockey. Of course. And I clicked on that site and it literally changed my life. They had (laughs) everything. Everything that I was feeling was on that site. And you know, from there, I, I really taught myself, or they taught me, the ins and outs of hockey. Um, I, I re-began my hockey education with you know, their, their daily links, where I was reading insight from all over the league um, to their, their in-depth statistical articles. It was, it was a brand new education. Um, which then led to, uh, God, uh, years later, I auditioned on a Flyers podcast with two beat writers. Right. 
they were looking for a female voice and I auditioned for that. I didn't win, but I won, I got second place and they still found a spot for me on the show. So that's how I started podcasting. Um, that show only lasted about eight months. So eight months later, I started my own blog called Sons of Penn with okay. a few friends covering yep. all Philly sports. And it still exists, I believe, but it got to the point about, I think, two seasons later where there were just some, some like, literal creative differences between the podcasting staff, which is what I was, and the site writing staff. Okay. So both myself and my co-host, whose name is Bill, left to go to Broad Street Hockey. I approached Travis, who was running Broad Street Hockey at the time, and said, hey, I have this podcast. I know that you kind of podcast, but it's not consistent, and I can bring to you consistency, I can bring quality, and I will do it all. You just have to give me somewhere to put it. And here we are. That's, you know, it's Steph, I'm, I'm listening to you talking. I got to be honest. Um, I'm not trying to be cheesy here, but the story that kind of takes you to where you got and where I got is is kind of eerily similar and it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to school for journalism. I went to school for business. Yeah, me too. Uh, I was just the hockey fan. And for me, my writing literally started where a group of friends of mine, uh, we kind of had like this, I don't know, I guess you could say like chat on Facebook, whatever it's called, about uh, the playoffs one year. And I kind of basically broke down uh, each team I thought was going to win in the series and why. And two, two or three of them were like, hey, you're a pretty good writer. You know your stuff. You ever thought about writing? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any experience. It's just it, it's whatever. So the next day, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. I kind of like that. So I just started at some you know random site, and then I and then I replied for the hockey writers in the fourth period, and they both gave me a shot. Some no name guy, and I grew from there. And then before you know it, three years later, I'm sitting at a press box covering a Sabres game, and I'm the managing editor for Die by the Blade. So it's <laughs> it's 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 crazy and then the podcast yeah. thing too i kind of i started that on my own yep. and the crazy part about that too uh the co-host of my podcast his name was also bill <laughs> <I'll tell that. laughs> so it's it, it's kind of crazy and you know before we get into the new role you have now i kind of want to ask you like what do you think you know for me it, it's a lot of people say hey i want to do a podcast i mean it's easy let's go on you talk about pod you talk about hockey and whatever and then that's is what it is, but it's really not that simple. I mean, there's, it's crazy kind of how much goes into a podcast organization, um, you know, to have, make sure your content is crisp, sounds good, uh, to get the guests lined up, to have topics people want to hear about. Uh, I mean, and even like the editing, like I do that too. Like it's, it's, it's not just talking because then you talk for an hour, then you have to go listen to it back and fix mistakes that everybody makes, including yourself. And it's, it's crazy. So I'm kind of just curious of your whole feel on that too. It's a lot of work. Yeah. So what I always say, and I don't know whether you'll agree with this, but um, I always say that podcasting, anybody can do it. Right. But n- not a lot of people can stick with it. Exactly. And I agree. It's the, it's the most fun you'll never want to have. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Like, I love doing shows. I love podcasting. I love talking about hockey and I love talking about hockey with my friends, but I 
never want to show up to the studio <laughs> because I've got to leave the house. And do I really have anything to say about these two preseason games? Right. Right. And do I really have opinions about goalies again? <laughs> It all ends up being worth it because as soon as you're there, you remember, oh yeah, I actually have a lot of a lot of opinions about goalies and these preseason games. I'm ready to light the world on fire because yep. Bill Myers played really well and they just sent him back to the <laughs> AHL. Yeah, yeah, we'll have those conversations here this week in Buffalo because I feel like that that's coming because there's a lot of a, uh, you know, when you're the worst in the league for three to the last five years, there's not really a lot to talk about. Uh, but when you actually have some prospects and kids and you get Rasmus Dahlin, yes. um, that kind of give you something to talk about. And then you're like, they should make the roster, but <laughs> they have like, if the other guys don't, they got to clear waivers. And so, yeah, we'll have those conversations here and I'm not looking forward to it. Cause I feel like I'm going to be disappointed when this whole roster oh, yeah. shakes out the way it might shake out. So before we get to the fires though, cause we're going to get there next after this question. So I got to ask you, it's been what? Two weeks now in the new role, close to two weeks. I mean, what what's it been like? I mean, I don't gotta get into the details, but has it kind of been like a, a whirlwind trying to get a hold of, I guess. I mean, there's I mean, there's thirty what, thirty-three blogs when I'm mistaken for yep. under the hockey umbrella. Yep. So I yeah. mean what's what's that been like? It has been a, a whirlwind. Um just you know, I come from the team brand side. Right. So I know a lot of these people already, but introducing myself and, and my vision and what I want to do for a group of blogs that have been a little bit neglected for the last six months or so is not necessarily challenging, but it's a lot of conversations. Of course. Um, you know, that being said, I've never loved a job the way that I love this. I've never been in a staff meeting and actually been paying attention <laughs> and, and, and being excited about the things that are being talked about. I love coming up with new ideas for content. It's just, it, it's something that I didn't even know that I loved. I went to school for marketing. That's what my degree is in. Me I'm, too. Yep. yep. I'm, I'm a business graduate, business school graduate, but the way that everybody across the network, they're talking about ideas that they've had that have flopped and they're trying to figure out how to do something similar that, that doesn't fail. I'm, I'm so excited about it. I've never had a job like this before. Even looking at, at budget sheets, which sucks. <laughs> I mean, don't tell me. I, I My day job is a forecaster, demand planner. I look at spreadsheets all day, every day. So don't go tell me that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where I live. Like, it sucks, but I don't hate it. Right. I, I hear you. Which you is know, and that's cool. good. I mean, coming, hey, coming from somebody who, I guess you could say it works under you, you know, that, that's kind of good to hear. And I think I speak for the other 32 well, 32-ish managing editors, you know, we're excited and I'm excited. So I'm kind of looking forward to what you're going to, what you're going to bring along. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to work with this group of managing editors. And I, I, I'm sure that everyone is really partial to their own, but I really like the group that I have. Yeah. I mean, working with them, it, it's a good group. So it's exciting times for SB Nation. I'll say that. So everybody stay tuned for that. So we're getting a little bit of fires here. Um, I have a few things I want to ask you about, but I feel like I would be remiss 
if I didn't start with the hottest topic of them all, uh, before you called, I went on to Broad Street Hockey, <laughs> and there just happens to be a whole bunch of pictures of Gritty on there for all your articles. So yeah, I got to ask you, I mean, over today. Gritty had a rough day yesterday. I mean, he came out hot, you know, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, some interesting feedback. I mean, he made it on like Good Morning America, all the shows. And then he went down hard like two or three times last night, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and word from the ice is that Gritty actually got injured. Lower, oh. body, lower body injury when he hit the ice and they were on their backup Gritty from the second intermission on, which isn't funny. Injuries are not funny, but it is the most Philadelphia thing. <laughs> that is, I, I don't know that, I don't know that, that that's, <laughs> it's interesting and fantastic. So, I mean, what's yeah. your whole like? I mean, I mean to to put it this way, it, it's extremely creepy mascot. Oh yeah. But at the same time, it it looks like a marketing PR genius because all anybody's talking about is the Philadelphia Flyers and their mascot. Yeah. So I'm coming from the angle of I hate mascots, and I I I just they creep me out, and I didn't want one. So when I heard, and I heard it a few weeks ago, that the Flyers were getting a mascot, I just thought that this was going to be an abject disaster. So we're all joking around in our Broad Street Hockey Slack. Like, what could it be? And I'm like, you know what? It's going to be Scott Hartnell. (laughs) Like, they're just going to pull him out of retirement and be like, this is our mascot. They're not going to call him Scott Hartnell. We call him Steve. It's a weird thing that we do knowing that that's not his name, but we're going to, they're going to bring up Scott Hartnell, not going to call him by his name. It's just going to be our mascot. He's not going to have another name. So then they do this big reveal yesterday and it is essentially a cartoon version of Scott Hartnell. <laughs> or Jake Voracek, depending on how you look at it. Or Jake Voracek. Like it, is, <laughs> it looks like it was made by somebody who hates mascots and just <laughs> together and it's like, you know what? It's a demon. It works. <laughs> and I could not be happier. I mean, I'll say, I, I think it has worked out pretty well. I mean, <laughs> I gotta say, you know, I, I tweeted yesterday when I saw him falling, maybe could he need some AHL time before he stops in the <laughs> NHL. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Cause I think it's going to be a, as long as they don't loot, run out of gritties, so to speak, yeah. um, you know, I think it's an interesting story to follow yeah, throughout I the really, season. I really want him to just be a jerk. Like, I want him to go into the stands. I don't want him to dance. I want him just to take people's beers out of their hands and chug them. <laughs> I want him to, to knock cheesesteaks out of hands and just throw them on the ground. I want him to, he was shooting the on ice staff with the t-shirt gun yesterday. I want more of that. (laughs) So do you want like John Tortorella to try to pull his head off on the bench? Kind of like the the flames, the flames. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I want him to fight John Tortorella. (laughs) These are things that I I want. I just want him to be just the biggest jerk. And I I think that we may get that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, you're on your way. Like I said, as long as he can last, uh, you know, I, I think you'll be good. Yeah. So beyond the mascot. Yes. Uh, the hockey team itself, you kind of mentioned in the beginning here. I mean, I honestly can't remember the last time the Flyers had a goaltender that was reliable. What What is going on now? I mean, I've been reading it. There's like, I mean, I know they have some prospects in their pool, but yeah. 
what what is going on with the goaltending? Who who's going to be the goaltender for the Flyers this year? Well, the easy answer is it's going to be Brian Elliott and somebody else. Okay. So we went into training camp with five goalies. So our two NHL level goalies in Brian Elliott and Michael Neuvert, our three AHL goalies. So we have Alex Lyon, who was the starter last year, Anthony Stolarz, who was the starter the year before and was injured all of last year. He had two knee surgeries in the off season, not this past off season, but the one prior. So he sat out all of last year with the exception of, I think he played four games and got hurt again. Okay. Um, and then there is, who is essentially the second coming of Jesus in Philadelphia, Carter Hart. Okay. He, this will be his first year pro. I expect him to be in the AHL. Okay. So this is how we came into camp. As camp progressed, Alex Lyon got hurt. Right. Okay, I remember that. Yep. And then Michael Neuvert got hurt. I think Michael Neuvert is always hurt. Michael Neuvert is always hurt. <laughs> and I feel really bad for him. He is a good goalie. Yeah, he was here in Buffalo for a little bit. He was fine. He's a good goalie. He, he almost ruined our tank. We had to trade him. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't, he can't stay healthy. Yeah. And it, it, I don't like to hold it against him, but at some point, you have to. He he just can't play more than I, I think his his maximum is thirty games a season, and that's only happened once. It's kind of crazy. It, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be a professional level backup and not be able to play consistently. So we're now in a position where we're down to three goalies to start the season. And two of them are AHL goalies, neither of which played in the AHL last year. Wow. So Brian Elliott has a lot of rust to, to shake off. He also, he had abdominal surgery last season, uh, came in for the playoffs and was brutal. <laughs> I remember. Uh, he, I think they rushed him back because we had Peter Morazic, who was a disaster. Yep. Um, and Michael Neuvert, who, you know, could play 20 minutes and then get hurt again. Yeah, and I remember he had one good, didn't he have like a one nothing shutout, like a 2 1 win in there? I know he had one good playoff so. game, I thought. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Classic Michael Neuvert, random, yes. really good game he throws in. Yep. So Brian Elliott had a, had, he's had a rough start to preseason, which is, making everybody look at, well, we've got the chosen one. We have Carter Hart. Is Carter Hart going to make the team? Oof. I think a lot of people are going to be really disappointed when he doesn't, but there's still the chance. He's still here, and there is a need at goalie. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it happening, but it's possible. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think it's kind of risky to rush a young goalie, but I mean, yeah. if there's a need, there's a need. And right now... During training camp, during preseason, he's the best goalie. He he's looked the best on ice in all situations. It's hmm. it, it would definitely be risky. It's against everything Ron Hextall stands for. Right. But there's a need right now. Two two of the five guys are down, and those are the two that would have been the backups. You know, if 
if Alex Lyon didn't get hurt, this would be a question. He would be the backup to Brian Elliott, and that's how it would, that's just how it would go. But he got hurt before Michael Neuvert did. So now what? And nobody really knows the answer. <laughs> Classic Philadelphia Flyers goaltending situation. Well, the good news is that there <laughs> is someone good in the mix. <laughs> right, right. That's good. That that that's good. Fair that enough. That has not always been the case. <laughs> it definitely it, it it certainly has not. So I'm I'm gonna kinda skip one or two questions and I'm gonna get right to the end of the flyer stuff because I, I really like I'm telling you, I'm itching about the Jack Eichel story. <laughs> so what's what's your overall in your wishing, what's your overall outlook for the Flyers? Playoff team, wildcard team. I mean, they're in a tough division. Yeah. So kind of how do you see the Flyers, you know, playing out this year? They finished third in the division last year. I think that that's probably where they'll finish again this year. Okay. I think that they're better than a wild card team. Um, they might, and, and this is is a little bit dangerous for me to say because the team just won the cup, but I think on paper they could be better than the Capitals. The acquisition of JVR really helps them this year. I, I think they okay. could take a step I don't know. I think they could take a step in the right direction. I, I don't, I think that they got better when the rest of the Metro did not. Fair enough. Um, so at minimum, I think that they'll finish third in the Metro. Yeah. I mean, I I mean the they, Rangers aren't the Rangers, the devils, you kind of oh, yeah. curious if they're going to repeat what they did last year. Pittsburgh I think the is Devils could, Pittsburgh. but they'd still be a wild card team. I think that the teams that the, the Flyers are really going to be competing against for the division are the Penguins and the Capitals. Yeah, and Columbus is they're always a wild card. You know, this, I feel yeah. like that's kind of Columbus's last hurrah, if you will. They're kind of last run at it. You know, Bobrovsky's going to be a free agent, so it's Panarin, who seems like it's almost a formality that he's leaving there. Yep. So kind of, I mean, they have a young core there still, some good players coming, but I can't think this is their last kick it to Canada for a year or two until the young guys come in. Yep. So yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, that metro is 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 interesting, you know. And, and being here in the Atlantic, you know, with Toronto and Boston and Tampa Bay at the top, uh, any hopes of playoff spots run through the wild card? And with the metro taking all the wild card spots, it kind of gets frustrating at times. Yeah, I'm sure. Enough for the build up. What <laughs> is the deal with Jack Eichel and you? What what what's going on here? I hate Jack Eichel. That's not going to go over well, Steph. I'm telling you that right now. But let me explain myself. He has really bad hair. <laughs> I mean, you've already told me this, but I, <laughs> I think that is the reason why. Like, when you said I hate Jack Eichel, you're going to be like, he broke my heart when I watched hockey because he <laughs> scored this goal against a team I liked. And you're like, nah, he has stupid hair. Like, that's, then that's it. That's, you can't even see his hair when he plays, though. I know. <laughs> you know, I really, really respect the power move of firing the, the coach and GM himself. <sighs> oh, do we not like that? We don't I mean, respect that power move. I mean, it, I get, I get it. I, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's power move. You know, it, 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 he's it's still, he's still GM move. Eichel here. You know, that, that's kind of what people call him still. The, the player, player coach, player GM. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we refer to him as well. I was trying to think of a witty reply about the Flyers and nothing came to head. So that's why I, that's why I kind of stalled there for a second. I couldn't think of anything good. <laughs> I can't say like our, I don't know. I have nothing. Cause we're, like I said, we've been worse team the last three years. So I, I can't say anything. I got nothing. That's okay. I'll, I'll let you take that one. I just, I, I respect the power move 
I just need him to learn how to work with curly hair. I need you to learn how to work with curls, Mr. Eichel. How would he work with curls? I can't believe this is a hockey podcast talking about this guy's hair. This is outstanding to me. I know. Well, I have curly hair, so he needs to use some curl cream. Not any of the stuff that, you know, will make your hair crunchy. He needs to go to Lush. He needs to get hair custard. It smells like bananas. It's delightful. I'm telling you right now, if I went in the locker room after the game and Jack Eichel's hair smelled like bananas, I would ask him, <laughs> dude, what's up with your hair? Like, that's, <laughs> that's just not. Are you telling me he doesn't listen to this podcast? No. You know, interesting Jack Eichel story, though. Um, <laughs> uh, Jack Eichel, believe it or not, actually uh, hit on my wife downtown um, about a year and a half ago. So interesting Jack Eichel story there for you. So Jack Eichel and I go full circle. Do you not hate Jack Eichel? No, I don't hate Jack Eichel because he's good at hockey. Oh, and right, right, right. Yeah. Sabres haven't had many of those guys lately. So when you yeah. have one, you uh, you appreciate them for what I, they I are. I get that. That's like how Nolan Patrick is my large adult son because <laughs> I I just needed a, a center for so long. I, I like I like him. He's he's a good player. Yeah. Flyers got really lucky there. What from thirteen to two? What a yeah. joke! What a joke that was. I cried. <laughs> actual tears when that I, happened. I cried man tears when the Sabres won the lottery last year. So there you go. <laughs> we we were we deserved it. We were owed it. You did. You did. So beside Jack Eichel and his goofy hair, curly hair as you would call it, uh, we'll kind of wrap this up. I'm always curious of outsiders' view. Uh, and this is a team that has Jack Eichel, who appears to be healthy for now. If his ankles can hold up, uh, they have a new goaltender. They have a shiny new toy in Jeff Skinner. They have another shiny new toy to a lesser extent in Connor Sheary. And they have another new shiny new toy who's actually of the highest grade of shininess in Rasmus Dahlin. So kind of as a Flyers perspective sitting there, um, and don't, I mean, I'm, from dissing Jack Eichel to talking about Dana Briere, I don't feel like you're going to sugarcoat this. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious of your honest opinion of kind of where you kind of see the Sabres at this point. Yeah, I, I, I am really interested to see how it all comes together this year. You know, I, I've been waiting for the Sabres to take the next step for a couple of years. Um, and it hasn't quite happened yet, which I don't need to tell you. You already know. Yes, yes. Um, I've been waiting for that stuff for a while. But, you know, the pieces seem to be there. And goaltending, you know, you guys have have as much luck with goaltending as we do recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it seems like that's kind of been been shored up. Um, Darlene, I can't wait to see him play. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the kid a few times on the ice and in person. He's is he everything that he's all? He's, oh, he's, he's special. He's, I, I've never seen a player, and you'll probably I mean you'll see it when you watch him. Just yeah. The ability to control and skate with the puck. First of all, the skating is phenomenal. Yeah. His ability, ability to control the puck without looking at it is unbelievable. Like if it rolls off a stick, he doesn't have to look down, he grasp it in or he'll kick it he up with his skate. It it's mm. it's it's crazy to see. And yeah, I mean it's exciting for us and the entire league, but uh I, I can't wait till other people see him play and get a real feel for how special he really is. Cause I didn't I mean I knew he was gonna be a really good player, but just seeing it, you know, being what was I? 30 feet from it in the stands during training camp, like seeing it actually all happen. It's, it's kind of crazy. So 
So that's, yeah. that's a good thing we got going for us. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch him yet, but I'm I'm very excited to. And I NBCSN tonight. I don't get it here. What you don't get NBCSN? We do, but it's all Philly stuff, so it's going to be the Phillies. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, yeah. I guess yes, you're not going to see him then. He was on national TV and everything, and you miss out. Yeah, I'll pray um, for you there. But I'll see him soon enough. I'll see him soon. Season starts you will. soon. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see that. I, now that all being said, I I don't know whether they're whether you're a playoff team. I don't know whether the Sabers are a playoff team. Oh, I don't think they are this year. Just because of you know the things that you said, the Metro is is such a I call it a mess because everybody is so tight together in in points. Yep. Um. I don't know whether there's even room to do so. And, and I'm sick of Tampa. I'm sick of Boston. I, <laughs> I'm ready for them to go on the decline. And I'm, I'm ready for the next round. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully soon. It seems like you guys, you've gotten the pieces. I think that it's time to, to take the next step. Is, yeah, that, I, is that the general feel in Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, I always say this is the best team they've had on paper in probably five years. Mm-hmm. Easy. Easy. If everything comes together, I mean, I know they lost O'Reilly, but you know, they got Patrick Berglund who looks like he's fine so far. They got Saboka who has looked fine. Um, they got Tate Thompson out of this, who was a six foot six monster Ooh. of a man uh, who has played really well. Uh, Alex Nylander appears to have learned how to play hockey again. Oh, good. So that's kind of working. It looks, it looks like, and again, this is what we talked about in the beginning, how, there are some prospects like Thompson, like Nylander, who looks like they should make the team. But uh, we'll kind of see if that actually happens. But, yeah, I mean, right now the optimism is high. And, you know, Carter Hutton is in goal. Uh, you know, Skinner, Sherry, Berglund, Saboka, Thompson, Eichel's healthy. Don't forget about Casey Middlestad also kicking around in Darlene. So, I mean, there's... It's a lot to look forward to. And not to mention they have three first round picks next year too, as of right now. So there's a lot of optimism around here, that's for sure. Yeah. And that's super exciting. I, I think that, you know, maybe not this year, but but one day soon. Do you do you have a lot of faith in your management team? I do I love Jason Bowdle. I, I think he's done a great job. Uh he 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 turned this team over. You know, he <laughs> I think there's in you know, last year he made a lot of turnover. And then this year, there's possibly, you know, seven, eight new faces in the lineup on opening night from last year. So he's put his mark on this team. You know, he's gotten a lot of guys out of here, and O'Reilly was kind of one of those things. So, yeah, I have, I have some faith in him. You know, there's some of the moves he made last year, signings didn't go great, like Nathan Bolu, but, you know, I would make that trade for a third-round pick every day of the week. I thought that would work out. It didn't. Tough break. Um, but other than that, you know, I've been happy with what he's done. The one thing that scares me is Housley. I uh, gave him a pass last year because how bad the team was, but so something about him just doesn't. I don't. I can't my finger on this. Something about it freaks me out a little bit with him. So, you know, we'll kind of see if he can bring that Nashville style that he talked about when he was hired. If he can bring that to Buffalo, we'll see that. I mean, he has the defenseman for it now. You know, so yeah. we'll see if that can translate on the ice. Yeah, I, you know, I've got some questionable people behind the bench too. So. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, it'll take, what, two games until Flyers fans are booing Hacksaw again, right? Oh, we've already been booing him in the preseason. Oh, good. You guys are in, pre- you guys are in regular season form already. Oh, yeah. No, we hate him. 
Uh, Steph, I got to tell you, this has been a lot of fun. Good. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I hope you have as well. Oh, I've had so much fun. Good, good. So make sure you follow Steph because if you listen to this conversation, she is obviously going to be an awesome follower on Twitter as well. Look um, <laughs> at your, your Twitter account. At StephaliciousD is her <laughs> handle. It's super uh, professional. It is. Yes, it is excellent. Uh, like I said, she pretty much does everything. Uh, she's the queen of SB Nation Hockey, the manager of her broad street hockey, and also executive, executive producer and host of Broad Street Hockey Radio, which is an excellent podcast slash radio, however you guys want to delineate yourselves. Uh, it's really good. I listened a few times, and um, I know Steph has talked bad about the Sabres the entire time, but I will end this by saying I am not the biggest Flyers fan in the world, but I still listen from time to time. Listen, Peter Lapulet lost his mind in the series against the Sabres. God, I don't remember which was that. Twenty ten. Yeah, I still remember Hitchcock telling Wendy to go um go fly a kite basically after his uh press after one of the games. <laughs> Lapulet lost his mind and inflicted Zach Ronaldo on the league <laughs> in that series against Buffalo. So there's a lot of reasons for you guys not to like us. I get it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get it. Um, all right. So I will let you go. Uh, Cause it's actually, there is a Sabres game coming up here. I should probably uh, do my managing editor site duties and go watch that. So <laughs> I'll let you go back to your stuff. I'll get to mine, uh, but we're definitely gonna do this again. Stuff. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming on. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. So again, that was Steph driver of SB nation in broad street hockey. Um, I hope you enjoyed that because I had a lot of fun, to be honest. That was, that was a great conversation. Um, I, I don't want to limit maybe one of the best interviews I've had in enjoying an interview like that. So that was pretty cool. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. So I'll kind of wrap this up here. Uh, like I said, I kind of got to get to the Sabres game that's starting here shortly. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter at BTB Hockey. Make sure you check out Die with a Blade. Uh, rate, share, iTunes, Stritcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Anywhere there's a podcast, check it out. We're going to be there. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, Bill and I will be back here in the next probably 24 to 48 hours to talk about the recent developments with the preseason games and kind of how the roster is starting to shake out here as we are close to a week away from the start of the regular season. So, for Chad, I am out of here, and I will talk to you soon. See you.